0: It's the math Collection. It's the Mass Collection. Well, 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 well. Here we are again. Uh, how are you today? Oh really? I didn't know that. It's wonderful to hear that. Um Or sad to hear that. I'm not sure how you responded to my my query. So today, today's episode features an interview I conducted with Melissa Rios, an Albuquerque-based soul R&B singer-songwriter. I conducted this interview with her back in January. Um, Everything in the interview remains relevant, even though our world has changed so considerably since then. Um, Melissa Rios is one of my favorite Albuquerque-based singer-songwriters, one of my favorite musicians I've I've ever known in my life. She is world-class. She's the real deal. And it turns out she's an excellent podcast guest. Uh, you'll hear that later in the episode when we get into the interview. So, uh... This is episode three of the Matt Colick show. Uh, Episode one featured me, Matt Colick, just uh, sitting here talking about myself, talking about who I am and uh, why I wanted. I don't know if I actually answered the question. Why do I have a show or why do I want a podcast? Uh, The answer is I, I just want to talk about stuff. I want to meet people. It's a way, as you'll hear in this interview with Melissa Rios, It's a way for me to uh, make social connections and meet people and uh, especially uh, get to know people in the Albuquerque music community, Um, in the world, in the universe music community, really. Um, let's see what else. Um, it's a way to, yeah, talk to people, get to know them because I'm usually pretty socially awkward, have a hard time finding the courage to introduce myself when I go to shows and stuff. So I've seen everybody play basically, but I have not met them in person. And, um, like here I am, this guy who popped up online basically and has shown up at open mics and played some shows but I haven't really integrated myself within the community in, a, in any meaningful way so it's a way for me to do that in addition to boosting the local community um, it's super important for me to shine a light on artists who I think are amazing because um, it's not just the the superstars who are world-class talents there are world-class talents in every single town uh, no matter how how big or small Um it's not a matter of of being so talented that you become a superstar. It's a matter of uh, taking advantage of your privilege and connections and like a little bit of luck to become a superstar. Most musicians who are just as good, just as talented, just as effective at playing music as anyone else. Most most of us are just working class people making a living. Um, like and actually, we don't want to hit it big. Like we don't want to go on the Voice or some competition and. Be uh, hobnob with um, you know celebrity judges and stuff like that. That's not that's not the deal for us. Our deal is uh, making stuff, putting it out there, selling it, uh, trying to covers some different angles to get different sources of income, building communities, uh, building audiences that are just into uh, our vibes and and what we're all about. It's not about reaching the masses. It's about curating an audience of people who are just really into what we're, we're putting out there. So for me, it's uh, people who like the kind of music I'm playing, but it's also people who like to read my blog and people who uh, like to listen to podcasts like this one where we talk about what we talk about here. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a way for me to kind of express myself, meet people, integrate into the community, promote the community, and promote my music, uh, to tell people to listen to my music and follow me on Spotify and uh, download it and uh, demand that I come to your city to perform and, and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to make this my living, really, and uh, a podcast is a really great angle to be able to do it. And um, I feel like I have some talent here, too, so I'm, I'm taking advantage of that it's it's really just uh you know you can't just i don't i don't think it's possible to be successful just being a person who makes music these days i think it's necessary to have uh, a couple other irons in the fire um so yeah uh for me it's podcasting the blog and we'll see (laughs) we'll see whatever else happens so yeah today is wednesday april 15th 2020 uh what time is it it's Holy shit. It's already 7.03 PM. (laughs) Where did this day go? Uh, I spent the afternoon catching up on Better Call Saul. I watched the most recent episode. God damn, I love that show. So good. So good. I'm not going to spoil it for those of you who haven't uh, caught up. Uh, This is episode nine, the penultimate episode of uh, season five of the show. Uh, The penultimate episode of the penultimate season of Better Call Saul. Fantastic. Uh, Let's see. I watched that. Had some breakfast. I put out a blog post and uh, created my uh, songs from quarantine number four playlist. It's uh, four straight weeks now. We've uh, had the 66 song playlist put out there with uh, new fresh music every week. I'm guessing there are actually numerous, numerous duplicates out there, especially considering how much ween and uh, Grateful Dead and Fish and stuff I've been putting on these things and, and, the, and the funky gospel music I've been putting on there lately. I, I would imagine there have been some duplicates, but there's also some new stuff. I, I pulled uh, a lot of my favorites from the Release Radar and the new releases that have come out in the last uh, couple of weeks. Those are on there too. Stuff from Town to Get Down, Stay Down. Uh, who else? Who else has there been? I don't know. Read the blog post. Uh, check out the playlist. You'll see the playlist if you go to my Spotify artist page. Search for Matt Collins follow me there and you'll see my curated playlists there um it's also on my website uh the Music from Quarantine or Songs from Quarantine number 4 playlist. Uh, if you go to the news section of my website, mattkollick.com, that's M-A-T-T-K-O-L-L-O-C-K.com, uh, that's where you'll find uh, the blog, the blog posts, and uh, the podcast and uh, everything. And the most recent piece I put there is Songs from Quarantine number 4. Um, the first song... On um, songs from quarantine number four is the theme from this, the Matt Colick show. Um, that is really the song, as I as I say in the blog post, that is really the song that dominated my week. Um, so it naturally had to go. In in the uh, in the playlist, and you know that's a great way to, for me to reach my audience and alert them to the fact that hey, you've been enjoying these playlists. Maybe you'll enjoy my music too, uh, or or maybe not. So that's on there too. Um, let's see what what else is going on. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the other two episodes. The first one was me talking about me. Uh, that one went pretty well. I feel good about that. I'm I'm proud of it. No regrets. No regrets. Uh, episode two. Featured my friends Melissa and Jason Katinger of the duo Mary Dean. That was a really fun conversation. Um, I I I forget to mention in promoting this one, these guys Jason and Melissa escaped a cult. They escaped a cult. So you definitely want to hear, and that story is is in uh, the episode. Their episode is uh, the Matt Colick Show number two. Um, I have my conversation with Jason and Melissa, Melissa and Jason of Mary Dean, uh, not Melissa Rios. Today's guest is Melissa Rios. She, uh, Melissa Rios, will be the second Melissa. The first Melissa I had on the podcast was Melissa Kadinger from Mary Dean. Uh, she's on episode number two. Um, also, listening back to that episode number two, um, I I noticed that I was not as present in the conversation as I uh, as I would like to be in these interviews. I I remember like. That, that being my first interview, I was doing a lot of like checking GarageBand, which is the app I was using to record it, um, checking GarageBand, checking levels, just being concerned about the room and then the the mics and levels and everything else. So I, I was not as like fully 100% engaged in the conversation as, as I would like. Um I have no doubt I'll have Jason and Melissa back on the program, back on the Matt Collick Show. We'll talk some more, probably the next time uh, they they come to Albuquerque for supplies. Uh, We may have to talk through face masks, but that's okay. Uh, We have the technology that makes it possible for talking through face masks to sound good. Melissa actually sent me an email today. This is really the the first listener email. I, I actually, I don't have it in front of me, but she just wanted to let me know that she uh, appreciated the the episode and was happy it's out there and congratulated me on the release of the podcast. Jason and Melissa are just so nice. Uh, but she also shared something that uh, she heard in episode one, which, where I revealed that, um, I could read at a very young age. Uh, It was one of the first things I knew how to do as a human being, like at three, two, three years old, something outrageous like that. But I could not tie my shoes until like the third grade. Melissa shared in an email uh, she sent me today that, her experience was exactly the same. I think she said second grade was when she had to learn how to tie her shoes and she used like the uh, the dummy method or some sh- something she called it. I'm not sure that's probably the method I learned and continue to use to this day. Um, so yeah, just another aspect of why uh, those guys are, are 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 a good good solid connection for me, and you'll like them too. If you like me, you will you will definitely like those guys. Ah, uh, yeah, what else we got here? Um, I've been going on long walks. I, uh, took a break over the weekend and, uh, also during which I did not take a shower. Um, that happened after my long walk yesterday. I went uh, on a nine mile, just over nine miles around the Rio Grande River here, um, yeah, down the uh, down the eastern uh, banks of the river. Then I cross over, and then I I came up the uh, the western bank of the river and crossed again and came back home. It takes about three hours to do that. Oftentimes, I listen to a Grateful Dead show <laughs> or a Fish show or, or something like that. Usually, I listen to podcasts though when I'm taking those long walks. Um, spring has sprung. It's just it's amazingly gorgeous around here lately. Um, And in the midst of this pandemic, it's just surreal. I've been wearing my my face mask out there. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Actually, yesterday's face mask was a bandana I got when I went to see a band called Shanghai Party Boss. It's a camouflage bandana that says People Power Party and has the Shanghai Party Boss logo on it. Shanghai Party Boss was a band I eventually joined after I received that bandana back in like 2007 or 8 or something like that. Um, I went to a, a small club in Madison, Wisconsin called The Clinic with a K, I believe it was called on uh, Park Street, maybe? Wow. Wow. Memories, memories. Um, to see the trio play, they were looking for someone to play some guitar with them, and I heard their music online, what they had posted already. I thought I'd check them out in person, introduce myself. And so that's what I did. Eventually, I joined that band. Eventually, that band became the No and Maybe game. I hung on to that bandana I got from the drummer, Dar, that very first night all these years. And now I'm using it to survive this goddamn pandemic. So thanks, guys. Uh, (laughs) We uh, uh, thank you, Dar. Um, Thank you, uh, Travis. And thank you, Nick. Um, thank you, Johnny Sucrose. Uh, oh my God, Johnny, so that's not even Paul. Thank you, Paul, AKA Johnny Sucrose. Thank you, Dar, who I, I believe, I don't know if she had a stage name. That's just Dar. Uh, let's see. Educational Davis, Educational Dav- Davis. I wonder if he's listening. And also, uh, Travis was, I'll think of it later. I'll think of it later. No, Danny Vacation. And I was Guns Bacardi back in those days. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. One, that was one of the more more uh, meaningful and enjoyable musical projects I've been engaged with in my life. Certainly uh, the most enjoyable time with with the people in the group. Um, really, it was like any issues that there were or any anything that was in my head about the experience was really just in my head. And boy, that was... Not a good time in my life personally. Thank goodness I was able to find some people to play music with and uh, express myself that way during that time. Yeah, good time. So that's, uh, that's the face mask I wore yesterday. Classic, the no-one-maybe game. Well, actually, Shanghai Party Boss swag. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The uh, Matt Colick show theme song is available wherever you get your music. Uh, this podcast will be available. If it's not already, by the time you hear this should be available on all the services where you listen to podcasts. Uh, right now, it's really just available on my website, mattcolick.com. Uh If you haven't visited my website, please do that. Uh, that's where I keep the blog and uh, updates on uh, live performances and, and whatever else. It's really the hub of whatever is happening in my life and my, my music career and, and all that. Uh, again, that's mattkollick.com. Please sign up for the email list to receive updates. Stuff like that. Uh, visit my Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Matt Colick, M a t t k o uh, l l o c k. You can be a patron for as little as one dollar a, uh, a month. Five dollar a month. Five dollars a month gets you exclusive podcast content that uh, regular folks who uh, just sign up for the regular feed don't get to hear. So that's that's a pretty cool thing, right? Okay. Um, let's see the website, the podcast, that's, that's what you're actually listening to right now. Patreon, social media. You can find me on all the social media. Say, Hey, uh, send me an email. Uh, I'd love to get some more listener emails here. Um, the email is matt at mattcolick.com. Uh, stay tuned. Um, this episode is going to drop at the same time, or at least that's the plan right now. This episode is going to drop the same time I drop the Kira Holt episode, episode number four. So stay tuned for that. All right. Uh, let's get into this talk with Melissa Rios. Uh, Melissa is a local singer-songwriter, a soul R&B singer-songwriter. She is actually funky. Um, Let's see. Her music is is just like groovy and funky. And she's like one of the only people who occupies this the singer songwriter space who has that going on. Um, not that our other people aren't like groovy and funky, but Melissa just kind of like she lives there and she can't help but be that way. Um, let's see here. Uh, before we get into the interview with Melissa, um, We're going to be playing a Melissa Rios song from her first album. Uh, The song is entitled Holding On. Uh, After the interview, I'm going to play one from her second album. That one's called Loved By You. So you'll get a chance to uh, hear what she sounds like. One of these days, well, when I have in-person interviews again, it would be cool to... uh, have them play here in the studio. So I'll be doing that in the future, but for now you'll be able to hear a couple of tracks Melissa generously offered for me to use on the podcast. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Like I said, the first one is called Holding On from her first album, and Loved By You is from the second album. Um, The first album is called Love in Time. The second album is called 3 a.m. So, yeah, yeah. Check those songs out. I hope you enjoy the pieces of music. I I know you will. She is great. Uh, This was just a a great conversation. We actually ended up talking for quite some time after the interview. Probably should have kept the tape rolling and the mics on, but oh, well, (laughs) that's okay. I'll have Melissa back on to uh, discuss how she's handling stuff. Um, As you'll hear in the interview, Melissa does this stuff full-time. Uh, She's a full-time musician and instructor. She teaches voice, uh, guitar, and songwriting. Um, She's obviously not playing shows right now, and uh, I'm I'm not sure what what her lesson schedule is like and how she's doing that. But if you can support her, that would be amazing. Uh, Just go to her website, melissariosmusic.com. That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-R-I-O-S Music. Dot com there you can uh learn how to support her on social media you can buy her two albums um and figure <laughs> figure out how you want to support her she is amazing and I, I hope you you um go to her website and support her in any way you can so uh yeah let's uh, get into uh, this interview well first let's uh, let's get into the music um I'm gonna play her song, Holding On, which again is from her first album called Love and Time. This is Melissa Rios, uh, followed by an interview with Melissa Rios. Please enjoy. Uh, one of the things I, I want to ask guests is what have you been noticing lately? Uh, for example, I've been noticing uh, I walk out in the bosque a lot, like okay. just going for like a two, three-mile walk every day just to get some exercise. I've been noticing a lot more people out yeah. at the beginning of the year, so that's something I've been noticing. Is there something you've been noticing out and about in the world?
1: Um,
2: There's a lot of people that want to... Like, I think it's, it's, maybe it's like a New Year's resolution, but Mm. especially because I'm a teacher, there's a lot of people that just want to learn, like, just how to play in general. Yeah, So, it's kind of nice. It's, it's nice to, you know, people, people come in and they're just like, yeah, you know, just some, one of my, like, my son or my wife or my husband bought me a a new guitar and I kind of want to play it Ah. now. So, yeah. So, it's always, we always get that, like, influx of people. Right, right. And then, hopefully, like, it's, I consider it my job to make them, like. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's all so, that fresh
0: energy, but it's yeah. like that um there's also that first period of learning where it's so frustrating yep. especially with like you teach guitar and vocals, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Either, either of those things, it can be very yeah, frustrating. Yeah, when especially
2: when, when they want to do them together, too. Then I'm just mm. like, we can. But, you know, <laughs> just. I'm always like, just think about how long it took you to learn whatever, like, other new thing that you started learning. Yeah. You know, and it just, it, it takes a bit. And, yeah, people, like, I, I, I get those questions of, like, when am I going to be really good? I'm just like... <laughs> well um yeah yeah. so i've been playing for like 20 years and i'm still (laughs) learning new things so Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's probably gonna take a bit so
0: yeah yeah i I feel like that's how it is if if anybody's good at anything they probably don't like i know i don't feel like i'm any good no
2: (laughs) like i I feel like i'm good and i have
0: confidence but it's like man there's still so much to learn so much to improve at right
2: yeah yeah i think i think we all get into that too because I think you hit a point where you're just like, man, I'm pretty good, and then like you go out and you start playing with all these wonderful people yeah. and musicians that are just around town. You're just like, I really need to work on my stuff because <laughs> like there's just there's just so many just talented right, right. people here.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so. talented people and talented people for whom it seems like effortless for them it's, to do their it's thing. True. Yeah, That's yeah, true. and um, honestly, I consider you to be one of those people, oh, well, Melissa. Thank you. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I will. I will do an introduction for the audience. Like, I'll record that separately, so okay. you can like send me a, a something or oh, other. Okay. I also want to put uh, like one of your songs at the before the interview, okay. and then one after the interview. Yeah, so, if we you can could like tell me whatever ones. You think will work best for that. Cool. Um, so yes, as as you have heard already, listeners, I'm sitting here with Melissa Rios, hi, Albuquerque-based <laughs> uh, singer-songwriter. How how would you describe your music, Melissa?
2: Um, it's. I usually tell people it's acoustic soul and mm. R and B. Um, sometimes we get a little bit of splashes of like rock mm-hmm. and like funk and folk things like that.
0: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. What I what I like about your music is that. You're you're a person who often performs with it's just you and your guitar, voice and guitar, and so people, I think, tend to imagine like a certain aesthetic or a certain vibe. They imagine like Joni Mitchell, yeah. Um, that's not you though. <laughs> you're <laughs> you're like funky. And, I try like, I try to groovy. change it up a little bit, yeah. Just because, yeah.
2: I think I think like you're saying, people have this idea of like, oh, she, you know. It's a singer-songwriter, just like acoustic guitar and voice, and they Mm -hmm. just have this idea of of what it's gonna be. Like, oh, it's probably gonna be super like chill and kind of mellow, and and then you know you gotta stick in some of those songs that are just like super funky. And I mean, you know, because you're you're the same way where like your songs are just like they're not what people would expect, and that's actually (laughs) what brings people. They're just like, that was cool. Like I remember hearing you for the first time too, and I was like, man. You really did that like that's that's awesome <laughs> oh, like you. because it's, it's just one of those things that you just don't expect when you go watch someone play mm-hmm. um and i think i actually like that even more um where it's just somebody that's being true to what they just want to be yeah. and it doesn't have to be like you don't have to be put into this box you're just like no nah, you know what i think i'm gonna do this thing and also this other thing because mm-hmm. you know i just like doing a lot of different things
0: yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so you've um, you've performed with other musicians too, and your mm-hmm. your albums include other musicians. When you uh, when you create, are you are you thinking of the songs in terms of the full arrangements and how they're going to be carried across by other musicians as well?
2: Right. I actually used to not really? think that way. So when I first started, because I, I recorded my very first album about, it's actually going to be almost four years now. Mm. Um, and when I was doing that one, I mean, I think. Um, the, the for the first album, I had no idea what I was doing. First of all, and mm. at that point, I just had so many songs written that I mean, you never really think of you know, oh, I could this would be a cool like you know part for a drum thing right. or for a bass solo or for a this and that. Um, Now I, I think I because I've I've been playing with the the guys that I've been playing with for mm-hmm. a little while now. Um,
0: And what are their names, uh, if you? Uh, it's
2: I usually play. It's Kendall Bell on mm-hmm. the drums. Okay. Um. And then Howard Cloud on the bass mm-hmm. and Jamie Harrison mm-hmm. is, is my guitar player. Yeah. Um, and then every now and then we'll have Sally Taylor on mm-hmm. keys. So, and this is actually like the new version of this band because mm. the, it's, it's sort of been like interchanging over the last four years since the, since that first album got released. Um, but now it's sort of like, we're, we're sort of set a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Um, so every now and then, you know, one of the guys can't make it and I'll have to call in like a sub or something. Sure, sure. Um, But for the most part now, it's it's starting to be more that I can, you know, even, even thinking of arrangements of cover songs and mm. things, I'm like, oh, that would be like, this would be cool to have, you know, Howard do this mm. on the bass, or it'd be really cool to have Jamie take a solo here or like yeah, do things yeah. like that. So, but I think when I first started writing, no, absolutely mm. not. I was just thinking of just me and what I could do to fill it in, I mm. guess. And so now, now that I, that we've been playing together for a little bit, um, it's starting to to be a little bit more that yeah, I can yeah. I can think of. Oh well, I don't have to fill in everything because right, like, right. they're also there, and they, you
0: know. Yeah, are also yeah. really
2: great. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, all, so the, takes, all those people It takes are excellent. a lot of the, yeah, it takes a lot of the pressure off, which is nice.
0: Yeah. So. Man, that's something I've I I'm kind of learning how to do again. I've I've played yeah. in bands and stuff throughout mm-hmm. my life, but it's been quite a while and okay. lately I've just been performing my songs just me and my guitar. Right. Mm-hmm. Um and now that I'm starting to play with some other musicians, it's it's sort of like learning how to play them as if they're other instruments i get Mm -hmm. to play (laughs) it's true and it doesn't occur to me what i can do with their skills and talents um and so for at first it's sort of like i i don't know you just come up with a line, and then we'll we'll see but now it's to that place as you're describing where it's like i'm actually coming up with ideas again and so that Mm -hmm. feels good
2: yeah and it's it's nice to i actually um because i didn't know well i mean obviously i don't know how to play bass i don't know how to play drums um and even if you know because we're we're all like fairly competent musicians, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we can kind of, you know, you can sit down and kind of figure things out on the mm-hmm. bass because it's, you know, whatever can be similar to the guitar. But there's, like, no way that I would compare myself to somebody yeah. that really just knows that instrument. Um, and so I actually took a couple of drum lessons mm. just to, you know, just to see, and it is <laughs> – it's crazy. It really gives you just um, a whole new just appreciation for these yeah. people that are just so good at what they yes. do. Um because, yeah, it's it's like, you know, I've, I've been playing guitar for almost 20 years now. Mm-hmm. And so I consider, like, I, I'm pretty good. You know, I can kind of pick things up pretty quickly on it mm-hmm. now. And when you go back and learn a whole new instrument, you're just yes. like, man, I am so bad at this. <laughs> and even even though you can kind of pick it up fairly quickly and, yeah. you know, things kind of overlap a little bit. Mm-hmm. but. It was just, it was, it was nice. It was pretty refreshing to just be like, man, I am so bad at this <laughs> instrument. It's just so bad. Mm-hmm. And it just gives you, you know, I I just, I remember um, just telling Ken, like, I am so grateful that <laughs> like, you are yeah. so good at what you do. Cause this is so hard. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah that's um, lately I've, I just got this MIDI keyboard so I can like input stuff and, and yeah. it helps me with my recordings i took piano lessons when i was a little kid okay. and stuff but yeah lately i've been kind of going through that process of like trying to like figure out how to play my own songs yeah. on the keyboard since i've been used to playing them on guitar and mm. like um yeah that's it it hurts your brain true. but it, it feels it's good true. like once you figure it out <laughs> like, it's like i've accomplished something here
2: it's true yeah. yeah and it just it's it's nice though so it it's um it gave me just a little bit of insight into, mm. like, you know, what, what he does and what um, he can do. Mm. And then it just makes you appreciate it because um, it's sort of like I'm thinking of things for the drums now. And I'm like, he's going to execute yeah. this so much better, though. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice to to have ideas and know that, you know, yeah. your musicians are going to be able to do it because they're much just they're they're super, super competent and really, really good at what they do. Mm. So it's nice to
0: yeah to yeah.
2: you know to get a that that was like my um i actually only took a few and then i started getting busy with um a couple of other projects that mm. i'm working on now and so i only took a few drum lessons and that was enough for me to be like this is really hard <laughs> right, like right. learning a whole new instrument would take me another you know 20 30 40 50 years yeah, to, just to,
0: to like get master good it. at yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. so <laughs>
0: yeah man yeah i'm, I'm definitely like I, I like to describe myself sometimes as a multi-instrumentalist but then like 'Cause I, I like play, play guitar well but and I can play the drums a little bit, right. but then like I listen to myself play, it's like, no, I'm not really <laughs> actually playing. Like I couldn't be on a stage with anybody and get away with this it's stuff. True, <laughs> you it's know, true, yeah. I have like the musicality in me enough to be able to kind of pull something off, but like the people who actually put in the time and learn those instruments, it's true. like yeah, yeah, much respect to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um for sure. so where did it all begin for you? You're you're from Las Cruces, right? Yes. Yeah, um was know. music kind of always in your life, always in your yeah. family all yeah that.
2: actually um it's funny because both my parents are not musical mm. at all but um my my uncle's on my dad's side of the family <clears throat> um they actually had a trio down in oh, really? in las cruces and Mesilla where they're from mm. and they were pretty successful did a lot of really you know did, did a lot of stuff down there um and then I have three older brothers and they all play instruments. Most of the the two oldest ones play guitar. And okay. then um, my older brother plays keyboards and bass and a little bit of drums and like stuff like that. So we, we mm. all kind of, you know, grew up um, wanting just to play music. But it's, mm-hmm. it's funny, like I said, because both my parents are just... No, like cannot play. <laughs> huh, huh. Fascinating. <laughs> so, your
0: parents have like an appreciation for music. Yeah, they always do. listening to music mm, and stuff. They
2: really do, especially my dad. Especially yeah, my dad. So he, mm. yeah, he was always, you know, rec- we were always watching concerts on TV. Mm. We were always, you know, encouraged to just, you know, like, hey, listen to this, or hey, look at the- check out this cool new thing. And, and right, he's a huge right. like Santana fan, mm. and you know, like Eric Clapton, and so all all of that stuff was always just playing in the house. Um, and then from my mom's side, it was all, obviously she's um, actually from Delicias, from Chihuahua, ah. and so she was always listening to like her, you know, like mariachi and like all of okay. the the Spanish music and things like that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we actually got a pretty good, you know, wow, just, wow. Um, combination of just
0: yeah, yeah, all that, kinds that's of a genres. cool like a soup of influences yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so you got sort of like the <laughs> classic rock like. Like guitar player, guitar it's, guy stuff, yeah. and then the the mariachi. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: And then I actually ended up joining a mariachi group when I was mm. I was eleven when that started, and just kind of played mariachi music for until I graduated high school and I mm. moved up here for college. Okay. So I was about yeah like eighteen so
0: okay yeah and
2: then that's was like that around that the time you
0: started playing guitar when you were about 11 uh, I actually 11?
2: started I mean I started playing when I was about eight oh, and wow. that was I, that was like me um pestering my oldest brothers to just teach me how to play <laughs> something because they were already mm-hmm. pretty good yeah at the time and so you know um I remember my dad got me a guitar for Christmas that year and I was just incessant with, uh, like, please teach me how to play something. And yeah. actually they, they weren't too, too bad, like oldest brothers. Right. And they were just like, yeah, okay, we'll sit down and like, we'll teach you something. Mm-hmm. And so I knew That's like sweet. a few things and, you know, they would teach me like a couple of chords and like some riffs and things like mm-hmm. that. And so, um, yeah, so I, I started playing around that time and then I kept bugging my dad too, that I, I wanted to take lessons. I was like, right. take me somewhere. Like I want to, I want to learn how to play. Um, and, I don't know, it just, like, it took a few years, and then finally, he actually had a friend that his, his, um, children were in that mm-hmm. mariachi group, and, okay. you know, he told me, he was like, well, take Melissa, you know, and uh, see if, see if she likes it, and actually, at first, I did not, no. I, I did not want to go, I was like, no, <laughs> oh. I want to learn how to, you know, want to learn how to, like, shred, and, yes. like, stuff like that,
1: <laughs> so
2: for me, at first, I was just like, no, I don't want to do that, mm. and then, um... Of course, him and, and all his wisdom was like, you know what? Well, we'll take you for, like, one one lesson mm-hmm. and, and see if you like it. And, yeah, after that, I was just like, can we come
0: back? Yeah, yeah.
2: So it was it was actually a really, really cool um, yeah. environment. And it was just people that were my own age. And it mm-hmm. was um, – that was actually where I got my just experience in playing with other people. Ah. Because, you know, the, those mariachi groups are made up of sometimes, like, 10 to 15 people. Right, right. Um, and so – yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I was in... It was a community group for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then actually, when I was about 15 is when I joined, like, this the semi-professional uh, group that played pretty much every weekend and just did, you know, like, we did private parties. We would okay. do, um, like, the... Just, like, big events that are, you know, like, the 16th of September and, mm-hmm. like, Cinco de Mayo, like, things like that, celebrations mm-hmm. there, and so... It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, you know, just, yeah. Just what was it that like, group
0: called that you joined when you were 15? Uh, it was
2: it was actually, I don't know if, I don't think they exist anymore, oh, but it, really? it was Mariachi Real de Chihuahua. Okay. And then I was also in Mariachi Aguilas, which is still down in in, uh, in Las Cruces. Okay. And so, yeah, and there's still a couple of them that still, that still play. So, like the other one I was in was Alma de Jalisco, which was mm-hmm. also down there. And then um the one that still exists i i'm pretty sure the very first one was Espuelas de plata okay so okay. yeah and they're they're all still down there i the um and i still i saw friends that still play in mariachi mm-hmm. down there and so yeah it was yeah, it was yeah. a cool experience
0: that's that's really cool so uh, like you're like in your teens and stuff and like you're developing as as a musician when do when did you kind of like start with with the vocals and when did you start developing your voice was it was actually around right the same around same the same time okay. yeah
2: because for for mariachi they I mean it's sort of expected that you should be able to sing as mm-hmm. well as play mm-hmm. and so they they do um, some voice training there as well okay. so you you get a little bit of both um and then yeah it was probably about Twelve, okay. when I sang my very first like solo out in ah, public, how
0: did that and feel?
2: I was absolutely terrified before, and then afterward, I was like, "That was amazing!" Yeah. Like you just, I, <laughs> I knew after that that I, that's what I wanted to do mm. forever. So, because um, even, even though it was crazy, like you get so nervous, and I just, you know, especially the, for the very uh, first time, you're just like, "What if something goes wrong? Mm, what if I yes. forget lyrics? What if I, whatever?" um, a million things that could happen. And then, um, no, and then you just get, you know, get people who come up afterwards and they're just so supportive and yeah. they're just like, you were, you were great. It went really well and this and that. Right. And then of course, mm-hmm. then you're just, then you're just hooked and you just want to do it
0: forever. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So the, um, so you, you actually, did you have like a natural ability for, for singing and and, and playing the guitar? Um, would you say? Or a
2: little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and I think, especially now being a teacher, mm. I, I think you can, you can kind of tell sometimes, right? Some people uh, have to work at it a little bit harder uh-huh. and that's okay too. Right. It's just, it just depends on the person's dedication to it.
1: Right. Right. Um,
2: but yeah, no, I mean, for sure. I've, I've seen a couple of students now that, you know, it just comes easily mm. and they just pick it up really, really fast. Yeah. Um, right. so I think I was, a little bit like that it didn't it didn't take too too much and especially for me it was more just that i loved practicing mm. like it, it wasn't it wasn't ever a thing like my parents didn't ever have to force me to practice right, right. or anything and so i think it, it had a lot to do with that too yeah. like it was just something that i really wanted to do yeah and so yeah so it wasn't it wasn't ever like even uh, i remember that for if, if i was getting like if i did something bad and mm-hmm. i was getting punished they would they would actually tell me like we're not going to let you go to mariachi this week oh, no. if if you you know what i mean wow. like you better do your homework or like you better do this or whatever mm-hmm. or if, if i did something bad yeah, then yeah. that was their punishment of like <laughs> you don't get to go to mariachi rehearsal this right, week right. and i would get so sad right, so right. that that was actually their like <laughs> that was yeah, that was yeah. my punishment if oh my God. <laughs> you know you can't practice your guitar if you don't do this other thing first right. and you're just like, no, I just want to, I just want to go practice. And so, yeah, that was, that was like crazy me at, mm-hmm. <laughs> at like 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
0: it was pretty easy to keep you out of trouble, I guess. <laughs> it
2: kind of was. I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, at, at the time, I'm sure my parents would have been like, no, she's a troublemaker <laughs> and she does just so many bad things. And now I think looking back on it, they were probably like, you know, you were actually not that bad. Yeah, <laughs> right. like, all you were doing was just practicing and, like, right, right. playing and stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That so. reminds me, like, I didn't really rebel until I was in my 20s, because there all through my teens, I just wanted to sit and play my guitar. There and... you go. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what... um this this podcast will probably be like I have family and friends all across the country, mm-hmm. and they might not know what 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 mariachi is. Okay. Like what what can you describe like what it means to you? What is mariachi? What is the the, the essential charis, characteristics yeah. of mariachi? So
2: mariachi is it's like our traditional Mexican folk music is the way mm-hmm. that it started, right? Um, and it it originated in Jalisco, and it's um, I mean think of it as. I guess, like, one of the biggest people right now that does mariachi. Or, the, I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't do it all the time, though. Is like Luis Miguel, right? Okay, and yeah, so sometimes yeah. he gets accompanied by mariachi. So mariachi is that you you have... Um, it's, it's usually about three or four violinists. Sometimes there's a couple of trumpet players. Mm-hmm. Then there's a guitarrón, which is, like, this huge yeah. bass uh, guitar, is, is, I guess, we the way that we could explain it. Um, and then there's a vihuela, which is... Also it's it's a, like a smaller version of a guitar but only okay. with five strings and they're they're tuned a little differently and it's mm-hmm. got this like kind of hump hump back ah. um and then usually a guitar as well and now actually they've been adding things like I've seen somebody mariachi groups with like flute yeah. and some people add harp and some people like things like that mm-hmm. so um but traditionally yeah, it's usually just violin trumpet guitarrón mm-hmm. vihuela um and then guitar and even even the trumpets were added like Later.
0: Oh after. wow! I didn't realize so, that. To me, yeah. like trumpets are so characteristic. Yeah, of those were those
2: weren't added until because wow. I think mariachi really originates in like the 1800s. Oh wow! Okay. And the the trumpets actually weren't added until about 1930s. Really? I think yeah, okay. something like that. 1920, 1930. Mm.
0: So. And what about yeah. the the music itself? Is there like sort of a mariachi songbook that's like a, a a suite of traditional songs or like?
2: Um. You know what? what? They're they're actually um because it's it's a folk music, mm-hmm. there actually isn't too too much documentation on mm. it they're starting to be now yeah. actually and in, within the last like twenty years or so um but i mean traditionally i mean it's it's like an oral tradition right yeah. because that's that's usually how folk music gets um mm-hmm. passed down and so um there really wasn't very much um literature on mm. it they're starting to be now actually yeah, yeah. and um that's actually one of my, like, upcoming things that I'm thinking about, like, trying really? is, uh, is actually going back to grad school and right. doing something where it's like musicology mm-hmm. to, um, and with an emphasis in this, like, mariachi, like, mm. traditional Mexican folk music. Uh, and just, you know, being able to present it to, to people that maybe don't get exposed to oh, it. Right, um, right. And, and, but it's actually becoming p- kind of a big thing.
0: yeah 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 i I feel that too yeah yeah and it's uh, you know i'm a white guy from wisconsin where it's like people up there like i i I remember like like i kind of knew what it was what mariachi was and like there's sort of a a stereotypical image you get in your head of (laughs) you know all the the trumpets and whatever but like yeah there but there is like this this whole history and apparently there's like an archaeology to it, yeah. where like like things are yet to be discovered mm-hmm. about its origins, and that's yep. that's really interesting. Yeah,
2: and that's actually it's it's starting to be a, a bigger thing, especially now with like the Latinx movement and like yeah. the Chicano movement and stuff like that. Um, and so, yeah, it's starting it's starting to be one of those things where it's just people are wanting to just know more, and especially of, of just where, you know, where it comes from, yeah. and and especially for me, that's that's part of my culture and part yeah. of my heritage and where I come from. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy that there's, yeah, there's still things that we don't know kind of when it started or where mm. it started. Right. And then, so it's there's just starting to be more and more just information about it, which is kind of, yeah. it's
0: kind of cool. That's so, really cool. Yeah. yeah. So as you, as you're playing in, in mariachi groups and you, like you're going through your teens, are you also, I'm assuming you're also like getting into other types of music and learning how to play
2: yeah other, uh, other um,
0: stuff kind of, is, a little is that bit. true or?
2: uh, I actually didn't start. I I was I was mostly focusing on mariachi music really? for a few years and then I was probably about 13 mm-hmm. when I really wanted to start writing my own songs mm. and like the first songs were just not very good.
1: <laughs>
2: and I I'm sure mm. I'm sure there's recordings of them somewhere <laughs> but they're not very good. Oh, um man. and but even even at that point, right? Because I, I had always been a fan of, uh, like, we we had grown up listening to, like I said, like Eric Clapton. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of my very, very favorite singers was actually Aretha Franklin. Oh, yeah. So, and I mean, I grew up always wanting to to be able to sing like her. That never happened. It's probably never going to happen, but
0: you're, that's okay. You're closer like, than most people, uh, I'd say. I
2: mean, uh, thank you, but I don't think so.
0: Well, you're, you're like world um, class. Uh, like for our, our listeners should know. Melissa will not tell you herself, but I will tell you she's world class.
2: Well, thank you. Um, so, yeah, and I was always really influenced by like soul and motown and r&b and things like that and so um i don't know how it just when i started writing you would think that because i had had so many like i had been studying mariachi music for the past like four years at that Mm -hmm. point that i would naturally want to write in that style but actually when i started writing it just ended up being kind of like soul and r&b kind of stuff that that came out um and there's actually a lot of overlap, honestly, with rhythms like funk rhythms and mm. like mariachi rhythms mm. that I used yeah, to play. Yeah. And so it, it just kind of naturally kind of melded together, which was kinda of crazy, but that's just naturally how I write in that style. Mm-hmm. And that's I didn't I didn't ever wanna I mean now I guess, right, you you try to write in different styles because mm-hmm. it's sort of like a challenge to yourself. Yeah. yeah. But I, I know that when I first started writing, I just let it kind of come out how oh. it was gonna come out. And that's just kind of
0: how it that's happened. amazing yeah. my my instinct like when I was first starting to be creative and thought about writing songs, like I got mad at how it was coming out because uh. it wasn't coming out in the style I wanted it to come out right. and like i I love that you just kind of rolled with it, and yeah like, just let it flow and and now you have these songs
2: yeah and and I think like at first, um I mean, when you first write them, honestly mm-hmm. for me. I think everybody has that fear of these aren't very good mm. but I know I had a couple that I was like really proud of and even now like listening back to them I'm like they're not very good but that's okay <laughs> I thought they were good at the time mm. and that's all that matters mm. um and I don't know I always think about it as like it's it's sort of like a photograph of where you're at at mm. the time and yeah. and what you you know what you can do musically what you can um, sort of even even where you are emotionally and mm. and mentally, and you know, just everything. And so and I i've I've always thought of it that way. And so yeah. to me, it doesn't ever have to be perfect. yeah, like it just it just needs to be what it is mm-hmm. at the time. And then later on, you can always go back. And because I know for me, even even the songs that I've written kind of recently, mm-hmm. they keep changing, even mm. the more that you play them, It doesn't matter. Like, I don't play the song the same way, you know, that I used to play it four years ago. Right, And And even the songs that got recorded on that first album, I don't play them the same way anymore. Mm -hmm. So, to me, it's it's always one of those things, which luckily for me, fortunate for me, because I know that there are so many people that are such perfectionists about it. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's very, um, that I'm okay with it being a photograph of where I'm at at the time. And it doesn't have to be perfect, and it doesn't have to be, you know, because... If if I really want to, I guess the way I was thinking about it, I was like, I can just go back and, and re record these songs and just like <laughs> release a, you know, a like love and time mm. two point in like ten years <laughs> right, right. <laughs> mm. and just, you know, play them the way that we I play them now. Yeah, um, yeah. so I don't know, it just it was it was always just a for me it's it's a very cathartic thing yeah. to write. And I never wanna stop it from being a, just a... I don't know, um, a release Mm -hmm. of what I'm feeling at the time. Yeah, So And so I try not to um, change it or make it be something that I think it needs to be. Yeah. Rather than, and I just let it kind of be what it is. Which is hard sometimes, because, yeah. you know, sometimes you're like, this would be a really good song if it right. wasn't for that really bad verse in there or something like that. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, I and so And so sometimes, I mean, there are times that I go back and I'm like, you know what? No, I do need to rewrite that, because mm-hmm. that was really bad. Yeah, um, yeah, But for the most part, if if that's the way that it comes out initially, that's kind of the way I leave it.
0: Yeah, so. yeah man I, I i agree completely like once uh, for me personally once i start to try to force things yeah. into where i think they're supposed to go like it just falls apart yeah but if i just like i don't know it, it's so true like the the best songs are the ones that just kind of like flow out and they mm-hmm. take like 10 minutes yep. and it's like it's true you, you basically have it all and then you go and like tweak a few lyrics and yep. things but yeah there it is yeah uh, the ones that are like laborious and time consuming, like some sometimes like some of those are are happen to be my best songs but yeah. like I don't think I needed to make it so hard to get them there
2: <laughs> yeah it's true yeah and for for me if it's sort of like if if you only write half of it and then you come back and write the other half you're in a whole different mind yeah, space yeah. by that time right. and so it sort of ends up to me sometimes it sounds like like a cut and paste kind of mm. thing and you and and it's not a very good cut and paste Ooh, kind right, of thing because right. you can tell that it's two different things. And sometimes it works for the song, mm-hmm. but sometimes it just...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes
2: I'm just like, no, I need to just let it let it be what it was. Mm-hmm. And maybe that one never gets finished. Or maybe I, I just rewrite it entirely, you know, in a few yeah. years or something. Because um, to me, if you, if you don't write the whole song, especially for mm-hmm. me, sometimes it's just that it's not time to mm-hmm. write the whole song just yet. Yeah, yeah. That maybe you still have something to feel about whatever like you're writing about at, the, right, at that point right. and so maybe I haven't felt it yet so I need to wait until yeah like, that that part of it comes um to be written, I
0: guess. Right, right. But it's like like yeah, I agree completely. It's like being in a video game and you haven't found the key for that one door yeah. you need to get to the next boss mm-hmm. to get to the next level. Yeah. So that's you have to true. go play around for a little while and defeat some little monsters until you find the key. I
1: like that. Yeah, and that's that's actually a really good like way that.
0: of thinking about it. That's true. <laughs> But it's, uh, I, I love what you're saying about songwriting because it just, it's like reaffirms what I feel about so much about songwriting, which is like, just keep writing songs. Mm-hmm. Don't like, don't try to make the one masterpiece that's it's going true. to define who you are for everybody for all time. Like write the song and then there's that song. If, mm-hmm. if it isn't what you wanted it to be, write another song and then yeah. write another song. And
2: yeah, yeah. And that's actually, cause I, I teach songwriting as well mm. and I have. Um, one student in particular who she's she's been writing her own songs for a good i mean like four or five years now, and she's she's only thirteen oh honestly <laughs> so she she's been my student since she was about eight mm. um and she just kind of um just is really good she's one of those students whatever, like like us that that it's like I don't have to tell her like yeah. to practice, and nobody has to tell her to practice right so she just loves what she does and she just wants to do it. And I mean, she's the same way where she just, we, we've talked about it and I've, I've told her, I'm like, I, you just need to write more songs. Like just keep mm-hmm. writing. And it's okay if you don't finish one of them. It's okay if you don't yeah. like one of them. Yeah. That's completely okay um and she's just she's so good she's such a good songwriter and Mm -hmm. i've I've always told her i'm like when you're accepting your grammy in like 10 years (laughs) i just want you to remember me (laughs) right (laughs) just throw my name in that speech just for a little bit Mm -hmm. yes um but yeah so it's it's the same thing right where we we talk about it a lot where um and even for her when Mm -hmm. i teach songwriting i try to be very you know like i'll tell her these this is what i think yeah and this isn't necessarily what's right mm-hmm. or what you think should go in there because it's your song and not my song. Yeah. And so so any any time we talk about ideas like that, I always tell her, like, this is what I would do, but that's mm-hmm. because I'm me. Right. And this is what I think. Um and so she she's she's so good. She's always been really good about it and mm-hmm. she just has written some pretty
0: incredible songs. So oh. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, so she's great.
2: Huh. She's great.
0: <laughs> so you're right now. You're teaching. You're basically a full time musician mm-hmm. right now. You're you're teaching. You're performing. You're, yep. You've got you're selling CDs. What what does that look like? Like what what is the constellation of all the things in your life that help you do this full time?
2: Um, it's it's a lot. I mean, the the teaching really really helps yeah. because it's um it's just something that I actually honestly I never thought that I would like
1: teaching.
2: Mm. Just because I, I was always like, I don't know if I have the patience for it. Mm. And it's actually something that I really enjoy doing.
1: Because
2: yeah. um, especially um, when you get, like I said, like these students that you just, they just love what they do. And they just want someone to just help them along. yeah. And I just, I, I really like being that person that can mm. kind of help them through. Um, so teaching takes up um, a good chunk of it. And then I'm playing. Is, is
0: that like basically your day job? If yeah, to... ish. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I guess I would consider that my day job. Um, and then I perform probably about two to three times a week, mm-hmm. um, on a, in a good week. And then um, that's actually mostly it, honestly. But yeah. I do. I'm, I'm doing these other little things where I, I do teach like privately, and then I mm-hmm. teach at Guitar Center right now. Right. Um, and then I'm starting to take on some projects like. I actually am the new curator for this uh, So Far Sounds Albuquerque oh, wow. that's happening here now. And so that's I taking up Remember you mentioning some of my time. that when yeah. we first
0: met there's a possibility and now Yeah, we're so doing finally that. Cool, cool. it's it's
2: finally getting we're actually going to do our very first show at the end of this month. Mm. So January 31st is the right first on. show. And so I'm kind of scrambling and doing that mm. right now, but that that's actually going to be a new thing um that for right now it's not actually bringing any income for me but that's okay right, right. it will eventually and that's all right yeah um yeah. but that one is more giving back to the community mm-hmm. of just musicians that I've been lucky enough to be accepted into mm-hmm. right? and it's actually I mean our I think a lot a lot of people maybe don't know but Albuquerque I think has been one of is one of the cities that just they just accept you. Like, mm. you can you can find people that just, hey, we should do a show together. Mm. And, I mean, I, I share shows with people all the time. And, I mean, I've, I've had so many people, like, just recommend me for mm. things. And it's just such a, a nice community of, you
0: mm. know, we all
2: just support each other and we want each other to just succeed and play and, and there's room for everyone here. That's, that's actually the vibe that I get from it, which a lot of people, I don't know, maybe they've had really bad experiences. (laughs) So maybe they don't feel that way. Right. Um, Right. But for me, I've, I've always felt like, of course you always get, you know, people that are not the best people, but that's Mm -hmm. in, that's in everything. Yeah. Um, but I, have always felt like our community of, of musicians and just Mm -hmm. artists is just super supportive. Yeah. Yeah. We just, um, always, you know, want to, want to collaborate together. We always want to do shows together. We're always supporting each other's projects and, you know, just let me know what you're doing and Mm -hmm. I'll let me know how I can help. And that's usually like the mentality around here.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
2: that's actually part of why I really, really wanted to push for that. So far sounds Mm -hmm. here is just to, you know, show, show people that we have a super supportive community of just artists and people that just want, um, Albuquerque to be, sort of in the conversation Mm -hmm. uh, whenever we bring up just places you know like what's a great place to go listen to music right what's yeah a good place to Where go there's a,
0: a scene yeah, yeah. and yeah. and
2: i mean i think it's starting to be more and more in in that you know that that yeah. when people have conversations about it albuquerque's starting to kind of be in that mm-hmm. in that conversation which is
0: yeah yeah it's good yeah there's so there's like so much talent here it's like mm-hmm. it's it's like breathtaking it's it's, it's almost <laughs> <laughs> absurd like how did you know it's like it, you go to like an open mic and like in any other city it's like you'll get one or two like really good performers and mm-hmm. one or two who's like, okay, this is their first time, and then just some average folks. Right. Uh, here, it's like everybody's amazing all the time. <laughs> it's intimidating, it's true. you know. It's but true. but also everybody like it, I I will concur with what you're saying. It's it's a really supportive scene. Mm-hmm. It's um my perspective is a little different as sort of like an outsider just trying to break in right now, mm-hmm. and, and I, at the same time, I'm trying to like reignite my music career entirely <laughs> after yeah, not I, doing it for a while. Yeah, Plus, um i have like issues with like social anxiety and all those things so this podcast in fact is one of the things i'm trying to do to like you know bring in local musicians and creative people and like it's also a chance for me to like get to know people Mm -hmm. without having to like approach them in public where it's awkward
2: it it is it is awkward though (laughs) Um,
0: you know I, i go to shows a lot and like with the intention of introducing myself and I just eh, <laughs> Maybe no I'll it's, say it's hard online. it's it's
2: kind of a I I know for me as well cuz that's I I started out like kind of breaking into the scene mm-hmm. by by doing these open mics yeah. right and that's actually where I met people like Oscar Butler mm-hmm. and um, Brian McDaniel, who does Still Close for Repairs now. Mm-hmm. And so, and I mean, the, these two, these two people are just like, they're, they're some of the bigger, like, yeah. especially Oscar. He's like one of the bigger names in mm-hmm. just around. And so it's, it's, and it's hard too, cause you just, um, it's sort of like you have to keep running into these people and then, and <laughs> yeah. then you're kind of like, maybe we should sit down and like, you yeah. know, like kind of talk. And, and, um, and that actually is just kind of the way that it works out mm-hmm. and, um, yeah that's i i actually i really like stuff like that and and like for you when when you like invite people to come and do shows together i think yeah. that's that's a great way of mm-hmm. of just putting people together and, yeah yeah and also you know you can just be like hey so right I have this thing <laughs> and i would really love to have you on it or mm-hmm. you know and and so and but that's also i mean you're just building the yeah. community anyway and right so,
0: right Uh, yeah yeah, moving forward i I feel like i definitely want to do fewer like three hour shows just me by myself i want to like do more like community let's get a group together and like let's each play 45 minutes and Mm -hmm. like and then we can all just focus on our best stuff and give our best energy it's true and and like network and share our fans with each other like that's that's kind of what i hope to do more and probably like less performing overall to me, I find that to be sort of a grind. It's
1: (laughs) like, and I wanted to ask
0: you about that. How do you, how do you still have fun if you're playing two, three times a week, playing like two, three hour shows? Um,
2: I honestly, maybe part of me, I just like to be the center of attention, but honestly, (laughs) I don't like to be the center of attention all the time, which Mm. is crazy, right? You would think that that wouldn't be the case, but, um, I think for for the shows themselves, it's sort of like because I'm there and people know that I'll be there, mm-hmm. it's sort of okay for me to be the center of attention. Yeah. But I don't I'm not the kind of person that will walk into the party and be the center of attention. <laughs> yes. Right. Like yeah. I, I hate that. I would not do that. But I guess it's okay if it's like the show, right? And people people are like, "Oh, Melissa's playing tonight. Right, right. We're gonna go to this show or whatever." It's like a Um,
0: predetermined set of circumstances where everybody agrees upon their their specified roles. Exactly, exactly. And
2: and so I'm okay with that. (laughs) But yeah, usually if if I'm just out in public and just you know like or at a party or Mm. at a big social thing, like I am not the person to be. (laughs) Yeah,
0: exactly the same.
2: (laughs) So I don't. Yeah, and uh I always tell people that, that. i'm i'm actually i wouldn't say it i wouldn't say it's social anxiety but mm. i actually really don't like being out in yeah. big crowds like it, it it does give me a little bit it's more exhausting for me and so mm. again people are usually like isn't that what you do for a living right like, right
0: <laughs> yeah people don't understand the, the difference between yeah the, it's the two true things. but yeah, yeah
2: i think that's the case right is that it's it's like you're saying it's like you're it's the predetermined like we're here for this show. Right. Right. And so then it's okay for me to be
0: right. That's a, that's front. a role somebody needs to play for yeah. us to have this experience in exactly. public together. And yeah. so,
2: but yeah, actually when I'm out in, in just in, in a group of people, I'm usually the one that stays kind of
0: yeah me quiet too. and me doesn't too. really
2: say very much <laughs> unless, unless people talk about music and right. then, and then I'm just up in there in that conversation. Yes. But other than that, if people are talking <laughs> about other stuff, I'm like, I'm just going to oh, sit man. here and just listen, I guess.
0: <laughs> man, I'm relating so. so hard to you right now.
2: <laughs> it's true. It's yeah. true. And and I think a lot of people don't maybe they, oh, I'm I'm sure they get it now, but you know, they've yeah, had people where they're just like isn't it your job? To be <laughs> like out with people and just talking to everybody and and it it is, but even then honestly, even even for shows and don't get me wrong, I mm-hmm. love what I do. And yeah. I absolutely love performing and I love talking to people and mm-hmm. I it, it's it's like one of the coolest parts of my day. Um, but it, it does take energy for me. Yeah. And, it, and it, it is it does get exhausting. Mm-hmm. So usually after a show, especially if it's a show where there's just been a ton of people there. Yeah. And of course, I mean, you have to go out and you have to talk to people and mm-hmm. you know, and, and I mean, I'm usually you know, you just go out and say thank you just yeah. for coming to hang out. Um, but even then, usually after those shows, I'm wiped like I don't want to talk to anybody I don't want to like by the time I get home I'm like don't call me don't text me Mm. I'm just gonna go and like lay down yeah pretty much is the way that it goes um and so yeah and again people people get kind of like but don't you love being around people (laughs) I'm like I I do right but at the same time like I'm I'm actually more of an introvert than Mm. an extrovert yeah (laughs) yeah so I actually do, like, I I hit my my walls of just, like, I just need to not talk to anybody mm. right now.
0: Is, is, is that so, a thing you have to, like, deliberately set boundaries for yourself to make sure yeah. you're getting that introverted time? Yeah,
2: and, like... and, and I'm, I'm better about it now. Mm. I used to not be, because, of course, you just, especially when you're kind of pushing your career, and I'm sure yeah. you know, right? Like, you you feel like you have to answer people, yes. and you have to talk to them, and you have to be friendly and nice and whatever they want. You have to be accommodating. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, I did get to a point where you know it almost burns you out mm. after a little while. And so now I'm a little bit better yeah. about just, you know, I, I try to take at least one day a week where mm. even if it's just half the day, I'm just not answering my phone. I'm not answering mm. emails. I'm not talking to anybody. Um, And again, it's not because I don't like people. Right, right. Yeah. um, yeah. And I'm sure, you know, especially, um, I mean, I I run pretty much my business, right, from Mm -hmm. my phone and from like just texts and message and emails and phone calls and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so sometimes I just have to turn the phone off because I'm just... And and then, of course, then you get your friends that are just like, are you okay? And I'm just like, I just... (laughs) I'm fine. I just need to not talk to anybody for yeah, you know, yeah. a few hours cuz it's just it's just too much. Yeah. Um so I actually did that over the over the holidays. I had just um I think it was maybe like 3 days mm-hmm. that I just put my phone on silent and it just didn't I just didn't answer it. Mm. And I'm sure people were just like
0: what is going on? <laughs> so were, were you able to kind of settle in and relax through that? Or were you thinking about, I wonder if people are trying to get at me on my phone I,
2: a little bit. The first day I was yeah. a little bit like that. And then I, you sort of have to force yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then by the second day I was like, this is nice. Hmm. Like, I, don't, I don't, I'm not going to worry about it. Um, yeah. But then it's, it's sort of like you have to set the goal of, of like, okay, so for the next two days mm-hmm. I'm not answering anything. And then on the third day, everything like that's that's gonna be my priority is just everything needs to get answered i need yeah. to make sure that this is all taken care of and stuff like that because um, it, it's true i think it's and i'm sure you would know too that it when you're running your own business technically mm-hmm. right you it's, it's sort of like you never really get a day off no you because don't. you're always <laughs> yeah yeah like even even if it's something as simple as answering a text message from somebody yeah. that is trying to you know book you for a show or mm-hmm. book you for whatever um you just never get a day off So, you know, like people that work their nine to fives and then get two days off on the weekend, Mm -hmm. they don't have to think about work. But for us, it's, it's, it's an all day, every day, just constant thing. It is. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm I'm starting to learn that you do have to set some of these boundaries of just Mm -hmm. like, okay, so I'm not going to answer anything after six o'clock or after eight o'clock or whatever. Right. And yeah. And like. I'm giving myself one day a week Mm -hmm. or one day a month where I'm just going to turn my phone off Mm. and nobody like, I'm just not going to answer anything, no emails, no nothing. um, so it, it's a balance because, I mean, especially when you work for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're like, well, I'm I'm going to get out of this whatever I put into it. And so you're you're really...
0: There's always more you can yeah, do. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's and, what I run into. Like, I'm, I'm going to sit down and just watch a movie. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, true. And then I, I can't get into the movie because I think, well, I should be like writing a blog post or sending an email. <laughs> it's or, true. Or, like, it's like, true. Yeah, whatever. It's hard.
2: <laughs> and then, I mean, and then you've just spent you know, then, then you're not relaxing and you're also not getting any, anything done because <laughs> exactly. then you're just like sitting there and you're just right. like, I should be relaxing. But you're thinking of all these other things that you have to do. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
2: so it it is, it's, it's, it's a balance for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I talk about it with some of my other, just like uh, artist friends too, that yeah. were just like, you know, said so one of my friends is just like, no, I'm just, I'm just always, always. And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like that a few years ago. Yeah. And it's a really, really quick Way to get burned out, yeah, it's just,
0: it's unsustainable for yeah, most people, I think. yeah, yeah.
2: and um, yeah, and that, that's it's it's always a balance and and for yeah. me i'm I'm not there yet, but I think I'm mm-hmm. starting to kind of um, kind of listen to me and just yeah. what I need yeah. sometimes. Um, yeah, and then I've had like some health issues and stuff in the past, like the, this past year with mm. just like back problems and things like oh, that, so yeah. it's just like chronic chronic back stuff and so i think that was a really big wake-up call of just like you know sometimes you just
0: i feel like so much of that stuff is like emotions manifesting too it's not just purely physical yeah and especially like like stress and all that
2: stress especially and so yeah so it's it's sort of like your body's just telling you like hey i know you want to do all these Mm. things but you really just need to chill out yeah and so I mean, sometimes you have no other choice but to, <laughs> but to just sit there and like, okay, well, I guess today is the day off, right? Even if I didn't really want to take the day, <laughs> yeah. um, And so it's kind of it's frustrating, but it's I'm starting to get a little bit better of mm-hmm. just um, making that time because even even if I don't think I'll need mm-hmm. it, I'll need it, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And so totally,
0: totally. yeah. Do you have like um, one of the things I like to talk about in the podcast um, is sort of like spiritual, mystical mm-hmm. stuff like that? Do you have any practices for, for example, I meditate twice a day, oh, okay. um, and I have like a, a deep spiritual practice that I kind of like. That's my shelter. That's what I go into yeah. when I need to recharge. Do you have any specific practices like that, or
2: um, I. For me, it's actually mostly journaling. Yeah. And honestly, I've actually gotten some songs out of some of the journaling mm. as well. But for me, when I'm journaling, I'm actually not thinking of this might be a song. I'm just yeah. thinking I need to get all this out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. So I try to do that. Uh, it's been less often, honestly, lately, just because there's so many things going on. But sure. I usually try to do it um, like twice a week or okay. so just to kind of check in with how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and you know just writing things down because sometimes I like I know for me it can be something that I'm thinking about and sort of like mm-hmm. in the back of your head but you're not really sure what it is until you really sit down and try to flesh it out yeah. and then and then you sort of find yourself writing something and you're like wow I didn't even think of wording it that way and then all of a sudden you've written it down <laughs> yeah. and now you know what it is that you were feeling right um, and so for me that's that's kind of like my my moment of Of just figuring out what I'm feeling and where I'm at. And, um, yeah. And usually it happens more often Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling really heavy, which just Mm. is, is like, if, if I'm going through just a lot of stress or if it's just like a really trying time personally, or it could Mm. be, you know, like family stuff or just anything like that. Um, and so usually when I'm going through a really hard times, I end up writing more, Mm. (laughs) but lately it's been about maybe like, twice, twice a week, once okay. a week, something like that. Okay. And so,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a great practice. I, I journal, I try to do it every day. Mm-hmm. Um, Annie, my partner journals every day. Oh. I, that's what this is. Clarity pages. Oh, that's her journal that's that, awesome. that she developed yeah. and designed and is selling Very cool. and stuff. So if you ever need a tool to. I've, you know what? <laughs> I might, I might hit her up
2: for that. Cause that's okay. actually, yeah, that's, that's a really good idea. Yeah. I, I want to try to do it every mm-hmm. day, even if it's just a little bit, but usually when I sit down to write, it's like, pages like at least two pages of just writing stuff down Mm. um and so
0: and that's you mentioned that's that's kind of fuel for your creative process is is that is that what are some of the ways in which you you come up with your your songs and your your material
2: um a lot of the times it's it could be just something that i'm um feeling like it could just be Mm -hmm. a really general big thing right so um like one of the recent ones that I wrote is actually called too much. And mm. so that's that's like my when when people literally just tell me like you're you're a little too much sometimes. <laughs> and so for me that was actually always like I always felt bad about that when mm. somebody would tell me like you're kind of too much. Mm. And um I I recently like I said it was it was sort of like I was journaling and I wrote this out where you know I said something like I'm tired of feeling like like it's a bad thing. Yeah. Right. And yeah. and it was sort of this this epiphany of just you know, if the people that think I'm too much are not my people.
0: Like right. those aren't
2: the people that I need to be around. Mm. Um and of course you want the people who can tell you like you're being kind of too much, just letting you know, but right. like that yes. don't take, you know, like offense to it that are just like mm you might be like a little overdramatic right now mm-hmm. or, you know, like things like that. And, and that's, that's okay. <laughs> right, and and right. so I, I have my people that, you know, are, that do that. That's good. That's <laughs> um, so important. Yeah. But I, I have had, you know, just people that are, that are just like, you're too much. And mm-hmm. I just, I can't. And i are just like, all right, well.
0: Okay. That's a good signal that cool. we are not meant to exactly. vibrate together. Yeah. yeah.
2: And so that was actually, um, like, like I said, that writing that out in the mm-hmm. journal was really um, just really good for me. And I, I always kind of go back and read through, especially when I sit down to write the next one, Mm. I kind of just read back through the last one that I wrote just to kind of see where I was at mentally and emotionally and in that last one. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I think like the, the one prior to that, I had mentioned, right. That I was like talking to this new person and it was, it was just one of those things where, you know, he was, he was like, I just, I can't, can't be around you. Like, you're just too much. I like, there's just too much going on. You have too much, whatever it is, right. Mm. Energy, too much, this too much, whatever. And so, yeah, I ended up writing that, that journal entry and it was actually just titled too much. Right. And it was just me writing about how, um, kind of done I was with feeling bad about having people tell me that. Right. Right. Um, and so, Yeah, then that was actually, it was, it's sort of like it went through being sad about it Mm -hmm. and also kind of being like, you know what? It's fine though. <laughs> like, yeah, kind of yeah. thing. And so that's actually one of my most recent songs is now it's called Too Much.
0: Man. I and love that's... that. That's what a great story. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really cool.
2: And so yeah, so sometimes it's it's just like a really general thing. Like mm-hmm. it could literally just be something that somebody told me. Yeah. And sometimes you actually don't even know how it affects you until mm-hmm. you're it's kind of just sitting in there for a little bit and you're just like, I don't know, like what what happened? Like why am I feeling yeah. like that? And then that that's usually why the journaling helps, right? Is because mm. then I write it down, and you kind of get why yeah, you
0: know, yeah why you're feeling that way. Finally, so
1: hmm. yeah.
0: For you, do the the songs mostly come from emotions and thoughts, or do you ever like just sit down with your guitar and like come up with like a, a little like a chord progression or a riff or something that that starts a song out? Or
2: um, I actually do it both ways. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, sometimes um, I don't know if you ever get. I'm I'm sure you do that when you're like sitting down and playing mm. guitar. And some, sometimes you're just kind of noodling around and you just hit one of these where you're just like, man, that sounds beautiful. (laughs) Yes. yes. And you're just like, I should write something to this. Yeah. And so every now and then I'll get one of those, but sometimes it'll be that the lyrics are already kind of predetermined, Mm. um, or just an idea for them. Yeah. And then. Or like a vibe. I'm mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you'll get this, you know, like, okay, so this is what the song is about. So what chords would I put in a song that feels like this? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah yeah so it can happen both ways most mm. most uh lately actually it's been uh, kind of 50/50 mm. like i've i've been doing a little bit of both where i'll just be sitting there and playing some chords and mm. kind of putting them together and then you know it, this the song usually starts that way or like i said the 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 most recent one that too much mm. it was more of an idea of yeah. just i want to write a song that it talks about this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so is that, is that something you, you do with any frequency where it's like you write a, a song with a particular objective in mind where it's like, I don't know what this is going to sound like, but I know I want a song that's like checks this box.
2: Yeah. So, sometimes. Uh, usually for me, like I said, they're, they're more like big, big, right. big issues. Um, and you know, I could, I could so like, uh, one of the other recent ones was, um, It's just it's sort of about just losing someone that's close to you, Mm. and it it doesn't like obviously I didn't actually like lose this person like he didn't die or anything like that. It was it was just we parted ways, Mm. and so um, it's just something like that. And just thinking of all of the things that are still left Mm. from that person once you've been just in contact with this person for so long that you start noticing these little like traces Mm. of this person mm-hmm. um, and so that's actually what the song is called it's called traces mm. and so yeah they're, they're usually just big kind of big things like that where I'm just thinking of um, yeah of just like yeah, what, what would I write about if it, now that I know that I'm feeling like there are still things about this person that are still here that yeah. I can't get rid of mm. and so then it just turns into this big song of you know
0: Right, right. Talking,
2: talking about all of that stuff and how, um, kind of how I deal with it and how I think about mm-hmm. yeah, it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, songwriting is such is such a good way to like figure stuff out.
2: It really is. <laughs> and like it really solve is. problems. <laughs> and, like,
0: yeah, yeah. It really, really is.
2: Cool. Well, that's actually my my first album. Um, I got divorced, kind of oh, as I, didn't I know was. That. Wow. Yeah, so I got divorced as I was planning to record it. Huh. And And. Um, Actually, while I was recording it, I was going through the divorce. And so mm. a lot of those songs are just, like, it's all about, right, like, right. all just all that stuff. Um, and there were still some of them left that I put on the second album as well. So there's, like, a little bit of, of still, like, stuff from the divorce mm. and also stuff from, like, the the aftermath of the divorce, right. which is, like, sometimes even worse than sure. the <laughs> And so... Um, yeah, it was I mean, it was fuel for two albums so far. And I still yeah. have a ton actually that I that I am wanting to release, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's just al- albums are hard to fund. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it it'll they'll probably, you know, get released little by little as as the time goes on and then of course right. as I keep writing new ones and things. So mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that that first album was super cathartic of wow, just, wow. you know, it was it was a um sort of just closing that that chapter of what i was Mm -hmm. and then of what i wanted to make my life into as i was going into this new and that album
0: is like always there for like Mm -hmm. to like that whole experience is crystallized on that wow
2: it's true and so yeah and that's actually that's why like i said i I like for it to be kind of a photograph of where of where i was and even then right because it was the first album I mean, I listen to it now, and even yeah. though I'm still really proud of it, and mm-hmm. I, I still really, really love that album, um, I listen to it now. And of course, once you've had more experience with like yeah. mixing and producing and just you know like arranging things, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, man, why did I, why did I do that? <laughs> I wouldn't do that now, and right, just like right. things like that. But that that's actually, I think that's really healthy, mm-hmm. also, oh, right? For because sure. then then you can kind of sit there and. and Um, if you ever feel like you haven't made progress, Mm -hmm. then that's like the perfect way of just knowing that you have made progress because, you know, I, I wouldn't do it that way Mm -hmm. at this point, or I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't let something like there, there's always little things that you're, you're like, man, why did I let that slide? Or why did I put that in there? Like, I should have fixed that or I should have, you know, and, um, so, but I think that's healthy because mm-hmm. you, you you can see your growth of, right, right. you know, I wouldn't do that now or I would make sure that, you know, mm-hmm. I did it this way or yeah. things like that. And just um, just coming from experience of, mm-hmm. you know, you've done it and so you sort of know how to do it the right, next time right. around. And so,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was something you mentioned there is like, how, why did I just let that thing go? It seems to me in my experience with recording is like, in the moment you're like ah it's fine i know that thing doesn't sound quite right yeah. but it's it's fine and then like <laughs> 6 months later when you're listening to the album it's like why did i just it's i knew true. there was something wrong with that that <laughs> stupid little click that wasn't supposed to be there on the it's whatever true. track yeah yeah it's true
2: or you're like we'll fix that later right. and then uh, and then you don't fix it later right always fix <laughs> it in the moment always like
0: retrack it don't it's try true. to edit it out later like yeah it's
2: true yeah and so now i mean with like with the second album, um, there was a lot more of just mm. like, no, we need to go back and yeah, you know, yeah. like let's let's redo that. Or um yeah, or I ended up even just scrapping like mm. an entire thing, right? Where you're just like, Nope, that I can't use that. We need to redo this or yeah. um, you know, just in and in general and it may sound kind of but again that that's also like a you know proof of your growth is that yeah. I would have never done that on the first one just because again, you're trying to be accommodating. You're trying mm-hmm. to be like, no, I don't want to cause too much. Like I don't right. want to be a diva. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. like,
0: I don't want to be demanding. Exactly. And all that. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And so, um, and even on the second one, I think I was still a little bit like mm. that where you're just kind of like, no, okay, well I don't want to be too much of a,
0: right. Know, right. Like,
2: um, and so I think, again that's like more growth right of
0: mm-hmm.
2: the, there was still some of that but there wasn't anywhere near as much as yeah. on the first one yeah and so and now i i'm getting ready to to do um actually this time i'm approaching it more as just singles okay. as opposed to an entire album that's smart yeah. yeah and it's just because i the first album was i think it was 12, 12 songs mm-hmm. and 12 songs are a lot to yeah, just yeah. arrange and produce and mm and mix and engineer and just everything right you have to have so many ideas for so many songs Mm -hmm. that some of them i was you know you just get them and you're just like well i guess fine it'll just be acoustic it's cool i'm cool with that and now i'm just like man i wish i had added in some like things on this song (laughs) um and again it's just because you sort of wear yourself thin i think Mm -hmm. um And so, and then the, the second one I did was only six tracks, seven tracks. So that was a little less. And I feel like I, I really, you know, you can concentrate more on each track. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm thinking, well, if I only did one that I'm working on for like a good three or four months, Mm -hmm. then I can really make it into, you know, like exactly what I want it to be. Right. Right. And we're not having to worry about like, oh, I need to bring the drums in and we have to track five songs in five hours. Right, right. Um, right. And then, then I can think about it like, okay, well, we're bringing the drums in today. We mm-hmm. only need to track this one song and I want it to be exactly what yeah. I want it to be. And so that's that's going to be my approach this time. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. Because, like um, yeah, and then I'm, I'm trying to do a little bit different where um like i have one song that that i'm thinking of that is going to be more on like the hip-hop and like r&b oh, cool. like 90s r feel right? to it okay, okay so it's actually go on <laughs> yeah right and so it, it actually is just it has um it's gonna have a beat that that one of my friends who's a beat maker right okay. is um made for it and then it just has my live guitar on it and then my vocals And that was also like, it's, it's a new experience for Mm -hmm. me because I'm always used to just tracking everything live, right? Like we need to bring the drums in, the bass, the keys, the guitar, the everything. And so for him, you know, I just kind of sent him the song and I was like, Hey, do you think you can put a beat behind Mm -hmm. this? And... He did, and wow. so that that was a new approach to it, right? And then yeah, when you yeah. come in to track stuff, it's just you, and you mm-hmm. just have to bring like if you want to add your acoustic guitar, then like cool, and then other than that, you're just adding in vocals and adding in kind of little extra other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was like a new experience, and I was like, this is actually this is really cool. <laughs> yeah. This didn't take me, you know, like quite as long to have to figure this right, out. Right, right. Um, so that, and then I'm I'm thinking of just doing a couple where I'm just gonna. Um, ask some of my just mm-hmm. other friends, right? So I'm not going to do it all in one place, which yeah. is kind of what I did the last couple of times. Right, and even right. though, I mean, like I said, don't get me wrong, that I'm super proud of mm-hmm. those two albums. But I think be. it's, yeah, I think it's just nice to try new things and just sure. see what you like and you know what yeah. works and what doesn't
0: Yeah, yeah. So. I think I'm going to record an album and it's probably going to have about 12 tracks, mm-hmm. but I want to I really want to like once I get that out of my system that's kind of my my approach too is to just kind of focus on singles and just yeah. get into a flow where I'm putting out stuff more mm-hmm. regularly where it's not like people have to wait a year to get the next thing like yeah. here's a new single next month here's another new single yeah and, and they don't have to like like be tied together mm-hmm. or fit thematically on an album i like what well, you're saying i'm gonna try this with this track yeah and then that'll be that one
2: yeah and that's kind of that that's that's sort of my new kind of headspace about it now mm-hmm. is that i have a lot of songs that i want to put out but like i said albums are just they're hard they're mm-hmm. hard to fund. they're hard to um just get all of the time to yeah. to do it all and then of course i mean if if like you're saying like you, know, you have 12 tracks and now you have to take them all to get mixed right and, mastered. Right. Mixed, mastered, and it yeah. just like takes so long mm-hmm. and um yeah and you, i mean you have to do it just in sessions because it's just right there's right. so many songs and by the time you're done i mean of course it'll still happen with a single but i know for me when we were doing the mixing mm-hmm. and you're listening to just like different songs yeah. for, you know, three hours, like your ears just get so oh, tired. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you by don't the know time, what you're hearing anymore. No, by the time you get to, you know, like the third song or whatever that you're working on for that session, you're just like, I can't hear anything. Like, right, right. Like I can't right. hear you know, yeah. And, turn and up the
0: snare drum. Turn yeah. Up the snare drum. Yeah, and
2: then and then you listen to it the next day on like fresh ears, and you're right. like, "What was I doing? Yes. This, this sounds yeah. horrible." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I'm 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 gonna see if if this approach is gonna yeah I, I might like it a lot more than yeah <laughs> I think that's how
0: people are like listening to music these days it's anyway, true. so like that's that's how consumers are are yeah. approaching it too. So yeah.
2: Well, and then I think um, the quality just is better. Yeah. For me, anyway, just because. The, those 12 songs on that first one it mm. was hard it yeah, was hard to yeah. get them all in there and just all sounding really really good mm. um and I think if, if I can just kind of focus my energy on one yeah it'll it'll actually be what I want it to be yeah. right? and I won't have these like why didn't I put that in there or why didn't I you know why did I let that go and mm-hmm. why did I do this and so yeah so we'll see hopefully yeah. it'll cool it'll work out so I'm looking forward to
0: that that's for awesome this, this year yeah so as we uh it's about two or Two oh nine right now. Ooh. Yes, yeah, right. But, Um, you probably have to get going soon. I want to be respectful of your time.
2: Actually, I don't.
0: But okay, <laughs> yeah. but regardless, so we've we've been going for a little about an hour now, and so cool. we'll, we'll kind of get to wrapping it up. What I wanted to ask: what it what does like success look like to you? If like you can see yourself in like five years, mm-hmm. and you've like achieved what you want, what what does that look like? What is success for Melissa Rouse?
2: honestly at this point it's actually just giving back to yeah. this this community mm-hmm. and just in in a, in any way that i can and just um because at first i think the success looked like i just want to put out albums and be famous
1: mm-hmm.
2: and i mean the percentage of people that that actually happens to is mm-hmm. kind of not very high and also for me it was just it's one of those things that I mean, I've I've made the albums, and I'm yeah. I'm still really proud of them, and I get to play music every every weekend, almost every day, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and I get to teach it, I get to everything. Um, so I'm thinking for me, it's it's really just gonna be to keep doing kind of what what I feel is good mm-hmm. for me, but also especially now, like I said, with this like so far sounds thing, yeah. and I'm like I said, I might actually go back and do that like grad school thing mm-hmm. for for. The musicology degree and for me it's it's just um kind of bringing music and it doesn't even have to be my own obviously mm-hmm. to just this community and then to keep making it just a bigger net mm-hmm. of just people that you know get get to experience just more music and more art and more mm-hmm. everything of everything that albuquerque has to offer yeah so, yeah yeah
0: and obviously, continuing to write your songs. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, honestly, create... even even for me, I it's it's actually I'm not writing quite as much anymore. No. Mm-hmm. But it's more that it's because I'm doing these other things mm-hmm. of just um, like I said, like curating these shows that are gonna start happening mm-hmm. this year, and um, yeah, and just trying to do shows for like other other people. So like I'm I'm even I'm gonna do a classical guitar recital yeah. coming up later in the year okay. that. Um, it's also just to challenge me and to do something a little bit different than what people kind of know me for yeah yeah um and so cuz i think i think that's always the the thing right is that i i hit it really hard with my stuff for yeah, like yeah. 3 or 4 years now and so now i think it's time to kind of mm. let other you know tell tell people about how great this community is and how much i want to just kind of push mm-hmm. not just myself but other people into right um, right into the spotlight that people should know, know about. Um, yeah. And then just kind of putting Albuquerque in this, in this network of, you know, of just cities that mm-hmm. have great talent and, um, have a scene that people can yeah. come and, and check out and be a part of. Um, cause yeah, that, that so far sounds is going to be, it, it connects not just, obviously, our scene, mm. but even on the first show, and I can't really say too, too much about it, mm. but we actually have a band coming in from out of town that's oh, touring really? through, right? Cool. And so that's actually my goal for this, is that we sort of want to be one of the stops in between Arizona and Texas, yeah, right? Yeah. To just, for people to, you know, they they don't have to just skip New Mexico right, when, right. when they come through, but now they have somewhere to come and play some shows and, mm. you know, and experience this, great scene that we have here mm-hmm. um and so that that's part of my goal and and so over the next like five years if i could if i could make that happen i'd be i'd be happy
0: <laughs> that's amazing yeah, yeah yeah that sounds great that sounds great so yeah. it's yeah it's like man that and that's you, you hit on something that's been like i've been thinking about a lot lately is just like Uh, my success is not about me. It's like, what can I do through through what I'm talented at doing, through what I can be useful at to like, like build community and Mm -hmm. like create a, like a, 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 a group of people that's motivated to yeah, like, like to act do. in certain mm-hmm. ways and to like support each other and um, and also just to have a good time with the music. Exactly. <laughs> like yeah, and that's actually it's, that's it's actually easy to forget I, that sometimes. Yeah, and that,
2: that's actually why I love performing too. Just because yeah. you still you know you still get those people that just you know they're just like man, I really enjoyed that. Mm. And even to me, that that's that's still success for me because yeah. I've I've just made someone you know just like even even if it's just for a moment of just wow, like that was, that was really cool. I I really liked that, you know, and, and you really made me, you know, like listen for a little bit. And I think even, even those little breaks of just, um, sort of not having to do anything other than just enjoy yourself for five minutes or three minutes or however long my song is for, you know, um, then for me, I think that's that's one of the biggest things that I could do. Yeah, it's just you know let let people enjoy themselves and also bring them together to enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for me, that's it's always been through music, so that's yeah, that's what I'm good at. And no reason what... to
0: think it would be through anything else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean you know, and and so I'm I'm just grateful that I get to also you know be selfish and do what I love. Yeah, and yeah, perform and write and you know things like that. But it also just brings people together in the same
0: in the same way so so where can people uh listen to your music and find out more about you i think this this podcast won't be i'll probably drop it on launch day which is looking more like february 10th which is about a month from now so i don't know if you have specific shows around then or if you just Mm. want to direct people to the website or whatever you want to mention
2: so um yeah you can you can check out my website it usually Mm -hmm. stays fairly up to date um it's melissariosmusic.com um it all that that page is is pretty good because it'll direct you to like the spotify mm-hmm. the youtube the facebook the instagram mm. everything else um i do have some i'm doing a few more like full band shows mm. coming up and and we'll be over at hotel andalus uh for a couple of dates so okay. if, if you're curious um as to what I sound like when I'm not just by myself, then, yeah, I would, you know, I, I know we have some coming up in, I think, one in April, okay. May, and June. Awesome. And so, yeah, so we're, I'm doing a little bit more full band stuff. Um,
0: I need to show up at at least one of those. If not, they're pretty you, will, fun. you need to find me and, fun. and punch me in the stomach. <laughs> <or something.
2: laughs> they're, they're pretty fun. And, and so, yeah, because especially, I mean, I wouldn't say that what I do solo is kind of danceable sometimes it is but especially when we have the full band like Mm. you're you're gonna go up and dance believe me because like those guys are they're they're so good and we get into these kind of where we're trying to add some more cover songs that are kind of like funky cover songs yeah so yeah just to just to kind of showcase how good these guys are because they're just, I mean, mm. they're, they're some of the best musicians that I've played with. Yeah. So, um, and they're also just super great guys. Yeah. So it's, it's nice to have them up there and I can just sit, stand up there and ruin everything and it'll still sound good because <laughs> they're really great. So yeah,
0: yeah. That's such a great feeling. Like just being, being the person in front of the band. It's <laughs> and true. Like, and
2: I'm like, I'm doing the least amount of work right, right now. Right, like right. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, exactly. this is
2: great. And I could be completely off and it'll still sound good because mm-hmm. these guys are just right, great. Right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, sometimes that can be like, like really really fun but then it's if people are dancing in band situations i've always thought well they aren't dancing to me they're dancing to the drummer and the bass it's player true, what but... am i doing up here i'm kind of useless i kind actually. of feel that
2: because i mean sometimes it depends on the song because i try to do some kind of funky cover songs by myself yeah, too yeah. and sometimes you'll get people that come up and dance mm-hmm. but i mean usually if it's the the full band yeah we always get someone that comes <laughs> up, awesome. to... so yeah. So I, I've I've humbled myself down until I'm like, no, they're they're really not like they're dancing because like that that drum and bass is like mm. on it right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <But laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm just up here, so
0: <laughs> yeah. If 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 anybody's music is danceable, like just by themselves, it is your music, oh, well, Melissa Rios. You. <laughs> like, you're, you're really good. People should check you out. Um, visit melissariosmusic.com. Anything else you'd like to add for listeners of the Matt Colick Show? Oh.
2: No, just thank you for having me on here, you love and, it. and uh, I hope it continues because this is—I always love doing stuff like this because it just brings, just more of a highlight just to the to the community. Yeah, and, yeah. and you know it's always good for people to to know what's going on.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah, I want to have like creative people and interesting people. Like I, right now, at least, I want to start with people from this community. Yeah, of course. And really highlight, but like I have people I want to talk to from all over. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's important for me to start here with people I know yeah, in course. real life and <laughs> yeah. like have them come here and, and do the thing. So yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. And like I said, this is an opportunity for me to get to know people and it's like um, my way to kind of help out the the local music scene yeah, and, and, and like put context around it and mm-hmm. like be, be a more meaningful part of it. And you know, maybe it will, will help with my, people's perception of me locally too like uh, oh yeah matt got the guy with the podcast oh yeah, he plays right. music too oh we should there check you go out. yeah
2: yeah yeah and yeah. we're we're <laughs> always like you know yeah we, we want to support each other so cool
0: cool let cool. me just uh just check my notes here to make sure there's nothing yep. i nothing essential that i missed we got that we got that oh man no that's good I think we got you feel good? Perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Thank you, Melissa Rios. (laughs) Thank you. Wasn't it Uh, Yeah she was great Wasn't she That was a fantastic interview She came with her A-game Lots of stories to tell Uh, The story about her song Too Much That's amazing I can't wait to actually hear that song When it comes out Um, Guys please support Melissa Rios uh, In any way you can Uh, The best way to do that Is uh, the best way to get started doing that Is to go to her website Which is MelissaRiosMusic.com That's M-E-L-I-S-S-A R-I-O-S music.com. Um, yeah, help her out, uh, buy her albums, uh, you know, send her an email, say hi. Uh, I'm sure she'd love to hear from you. Um, okay, uh, other episodes of the podcast are available or should be available now. There should be up to four available, depending on when you're listening to this. There may be even many more available, uh, depending on the on the timing of, of everything right now. Uh, let's see what else, what else we got? Oh yeah. I've just learned my podcast Is on Apple Podcasts now, so I think that's where most people get their podcasts from. Um, If that's you, uh, you can search for me on Apple Podcasts, and the Matt Colick Show will show up. Be sure to rate and review. Uh, Leave me five stars. Why not? Why not? It'll it'll be fun. I'm very good with stars. Those stars you give me will will you can uh, rest assured they're in good hands. Uh, Rate review on iTunes. For some reason, the first episode isn't showing up there. I'm not sure what's going on with that. I'll I'll fix it, though. Um, And uh, if you're listening to this, that means the Kira Holt episode is also probably available. So first episode, just me. Second episode, Jason and Melissa of Mary Dean. You definitely want to check that out. They talk about how they escaped a cult. Uh, We just heard from Melissa Rios. And in the other episode, episode four of The Matt Colick Show, we have the wonderful Kira Holt. So please tune in for that one as well. Uh, Let's see what else. My website. My website is mattcollick.com. M-A-T-T-K-O-L-L-O-C-K dot com. Um, I have a Patreon. This is where you can support me. And friends, uh, this is where you as podcast listeners can really come in and and be heroes. (laughs) <laughs> of mine uh, in terms of what I'm doing with my career and, and how quickly I, I I get to the places where I'm, I'm trying to go. Uh, that Patreon is patreon.com slash Matt Colick, M-A-T-T-K-O-L-L-O-C-K. Uh, you guys are amazing. Uh, follow me everywhere. Write me an email, matt at Uh Stay tuned for more episodes. I'm going to probably start putting these out every Monday uh, for a while. There may be no guests, but um, I'm I'm working on stuff. Uh, This will be a regular thing. I hope you're digging the show. Let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for today. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.